Anyways, y'all, welcome back. Hello. Another week to another week to another week, another week, another week. We are here. What up? Hello to everybody except OJ Simpson. Oh, God. We're not friends, OJ. What did he do now? Oh, it's very long, but Chet, you've now been released from kick-up jail. OJ, you're going to serve some time. What did OJ do now? You didn't hear what he did? When he came for LeBron? He came for LeBron? I didn't hear that. So, long story short, because we have a whole docket, but every day I'm going to be mad, or every week I'm going to be mad at somebody, (laughs) because clearly that's just the kind of person that I am. Um, So, you know the whole Makia, I can't remember her last name right now girl who the police shot because she was apparently about to stab somebody right but she was one who called the police right well lebron was upset about it and he Mm -hmm. made a post um and oj was basically saying like there's nothing that the officer could have done blah 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 basically caping for the officer which in this particular case like i i kind of understand Mm -hmm. um now i didn't watch the video honestly george florida i haven't watched any of those videos of us dying no. but it's just the sheer fact first of all orenthal first of all is that his name his name's orenthal james <laughs> orenthal wow you didn't know that no the hell oh he has a grand he has a grandpappy name wow um, now, I'm not going to say nothing about your past, OJ, because I know snitch, but you had your own run-ins with the law, and we stood behind you as a people. We didn't let the whites take you away. Right. So all I'm going to say is when one of our children dies, we have a right to be upset about it, mm-hmm. regardless if our child was, and I say our because I'm very big on the fact that it takes a village to raise a child. When we lose one of our own, it hurts, whether you know them personally or not. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you could see that the officer killed her, whether she was wrong or not, I don't know, like I said, because I haven't watched the video and a lot of people are saying she was attacking the other girl, fine. Mm -hmm. But I've seen a lot of white mass shooters already kill people and walk out of it alive. Yeah. We're in a position where our children cannot make mistakes they cannot have mental health issues they cannot be out of character for a day they can't be drunk they can't be high and do stupid things i'm not condoning their behavior by any means right what i'm saying is they don't have to die they don't have to pay for those mistakes with their life Mm -hmm. and that is what a lot of these celebrities are missing we're not condoning the behavior of our kids when they do something wrong we're saying don't kill them because they've misstepped and it bothers me when I hear celebrities or people, well, I don't know if I'd really call Ornthal a celebrity. Well, he <laughs> people is. who are known. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like he was a he was a pretty big athlete at the time. Wasn't he? Yeah. Like he was a huge, huge Honestly, football. His football? legacy is tainted because I don't even remember why he became a celebrity. I just know that just does the shoe he- fit or does the glove fit or whatever the hell. That's all I know him for. <laughs> glove fits. <laughs> If it don't fit, you must acquit. I think that, it that's all. I can't remember. No, but what as, as I don't know. Like I never. I don't watch football now. Far less for when I was four. But from my understanding, he was a, a huge, like a just an amazing 
I think it was football player. Yeah, football player. All that aside, when you're somebody who is well known to the community, whether or not you agree, like don't don't blame the victim. Mm-hmm. It bothers me when people look for a reason or justification for somebody killing one of us. I'll never forget when I was a kid, I was watching the first four, I'm not a kid, but whatever. I was watching the first 48. In the same situation, black kid was a drug dealer and a white detective was the only one who was trying to figure out who killed him. And everybody mm. else had this attitude of like, well, he's a drug dealer, so it doesn't really matter. And he had to turn to them and say, you know what? He could be a drug dealer or a Baptist preacher. Our job is to figure out who killed this person. Everybody gets treated the same. And that's all I'm saying. Like, regardless of what she was doing at the time, not saying it's right, not condoning it, but if there was a way to preserve her life, that should have been the first course of action. And that's what a lot of people are missing. Right. Like, oh, they were doing something wrong, kill them on site. What are you doing? Of course, especially when you see videos of like white men, um, you know, pointing knives at police officers, threatening them, and police officers are backing up and running away and trying to restrain them versus shooting them. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I, I know there's a big, you know, there's a debate going on right now on social media about whether the what the officer did was correct or not, because a lot of people, like you said, were saying, um because he was coming because she was coming for the other girl about to stab her like the police did the right thing by shooting her to i guess stop but i don't i don't understand why cuz these are little girls first of all and um you're 14. telling me you could not restrain her in any way like you the only way to stop this girl was to shoot her dead like, I just don't understand. You can't even that. get her, give her a little gunshot to the ankle? I like, don't understand. why does she have to die? Like, I or know even some like, people... even like shooting a gunshot, a couple of rounds in the a air. warning shots. In the mm-hmm. air would probably scare them to stop. You know? Apparently he was too far away to tase her. But I'm just kind of like, why were you running 16 kilometers? Where was your car, sir? Like, shouldn't right. you be pulling up right in front of them? Like, I'm confused. Like, right. I just, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. And yeah, again, it's another unfortunate Black life lost. And, you know, I also Among heard this- so many others in the past couple of weeks. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. But yeah, I don't know. Anyways. That one's going to be a difficult one. I don't know if there's even charges being questioned right now. I have no clue. I haven't really followed along with it because it's just a bit too much, to be honest. It's- My spirit can't. I can't, but. Yeah. I, whatever happens, I just hope everyone involved gets what they need. And Basically. Orenthal, yeah, sit in jail until somebody else makes me more mad. <laughs> Is Orenthal in jail? In jail? No, he's in kick-up jail. Oh, okay. I'm like, why is he in jail again? Was he, Wait, was he ever in jail? I don't even know. I can't follow I think I vaguely remember him being sent to jail. I think he, like, stole one of his trophies or something. Yeah, I think he got sent to jail Something for something like that. Dumb. Yeah, it was stupid. Well, they were gonna find a way to get him. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this past Sunday, um, like just to sh- 
shift gears a bit because this past Sunday I was very happy because the Oscars was on. Did you watch the Oscars? Oh, we still watch that. What do you mean? Do we still watch that? Of course, especially people in the industry watch it. Of course, a lot um, of people still watch it. Ever since the whole Oscar so white thing, I just canceled them in my mind. So I don't watch the Oscars. I mean, I watch it, and I especially want I especially wanted to watch it um, uh, this year because um, Viola Davis was nominated for best act, best lead actress, and apparently there hasn't been. Since Halle Berry, there hasn't been a, another Black woman that has won in that category. And Halle Berry won that category, like, I feel like in the 90s or something, or early 2000s. We were definitely small children. Yeah, she we was were still married to Justice. Yeah, we were very young. So um, I was just like, okay, Viola, she's up for this role. Like, I really um, hope that she would... Um, win it she didn't unfortunately i was pissed about it but i i wanted to watch the oscars for that and also because my guy my guy my guy my guy daniel kalua um was also nominated listen let me tell you the people know he won right of course he won of course course you say that but it's the oscars (laughs) like (laughs) nothing surprising they didn't even give poor chadwick it is yeah. Daniel. Daniel's people, super people were up. People were up in arms about that one that they didn't give to Chadwick. But I was talking to my friend. But before I go to Chadwick, um, Daniel Kaluuya, mm-hmm. he won. Um, and the and the role he won for was um for playing portraying um Fred ha- Fred Hampton, um the one of the you know prominent civil rights activist leaders or um whatever it's it's in my mind right now um general fred ham is it general i don't know what they call him but either way he's a prominent um civil right activist and a lot of people at first when he got the role they were you know kind of pissed about it because they're like why is this uk guy playing such a prominent historical black american character you know, so they were mad. They were mad about it. A lot of people were, a lot of people were mad about it. Like, nah, this British guy, he shouldn't be playing this character. Da, 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 da. What do you, yeah, first, what do you think about that? I have my thoughts on it, but what do you think about that? I think that, first of all, why does it matter where he comes from? If he has the talent and can portray the role the best, you don't you don't have to be from the same country as the actor or the the character that you're portraying that's stupid and nobody's ever done that in the history of film right so i don't see why it wouldn't matter if there was somebody who could challenge his prowess then by all means go ahead if you can't then go ahead daniel do your thing i i agree i'm i'm of the same um i believe the the same the same way like Daniel he did the job he did the role justice and I don't want to say like let me just say this UK actors they are on a roll right now they're taking over Hollywood and rightfully so because they put in the work when it comes to training like when you look at the UK actors in the 
extensive training they do, how they take their craft so seriously. If you hear Daniel talk in interviews, you could tell that he takes his craft so seriously. So definitely, it's not it's not going to be lost on me when they come over seas and they start taking up all these roles, um, these these prominent, you know, roles. Like I get it, I get where the anger comes from because same thing with the Harriet Tubman movie. It was a British actor that played Harriet Tubman, Cynthia Erovo, whatever her last name is. And people were mad at her for that. And now she's also playing Aretha Aretha Franklin. So in another get movie. the bag. Just just take all of the American dollars. <laughs> but if they can play the role so all I have to say to those who are upset or just do better, like you are American, you have all of the, in your playing an American character, you literally have all of the resources at your fingertips. You're still, you're going to allow somebody to come from the UK and beat you. You should be shamed, not Vex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not their fault. They're better than you. And the thing is they, they, they can put on the American accent too. Americans cannot put on no other accent. They can't and save it their atrocious. life. It is atrocious when they try. Luke Cage. Point in ca- Have you watched Luke Cage? Mm-mm. Luke Cage. You need to watch Luke Cage. Who's and he trying to be? No, the characters that were trying to play Jamaican actors. Let me... Th- like, it was the it most... pain point of mine when anybody American tries to be Caribbean oh or African. God. It was abysmal. It was, it was so... <laughs> <Not> abysmal. <laughs> it was abysmal. It was painful. It was atrocious. It was mm. horrible. Horrible. Like, I'm just like, well, this is why American, um, UK actors are coming and taking up your jobs because they, they can learn. do accents and they, and they train. So like, I'll step, step it up, step it up. But that's what it is. Step it up. I was so happy that Daniel won. Um, yeah, he's, he's I'm proud of him. It just took him one role to now. He's literally an A-lister now. Like he's an A-lister actor. He's been an A-lister in my mind. He since Black Panther has been an A-lister to me, <laughs> and well, Queen and Slim. For me, I've loved Daniel Kaluuya since I first saw him in his first appearance in uh, Black Mirror. So that was like a couple years back. So people are just getting on Daniel Kaluuya now, please. Like y'all are just jumping on the bandwagon now, please. I've loved him since. Okay, I've loved him since. Yes, you're one of those bandwagoners. Whatever. Admittedly, I so I've loved him since. But to me, he was he was up there. But I feel like when I think of like a lister in my head, when I'm thinking of a lister, I'm thinking of like those, you know, Meryl Street, you know, um, Denzel Washington, Brad. Yeah, but those are a lister veterans, though. Those aren't like you know what I mean. Like those, they're 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 a little wrinkly now. They they had their time, but they're A-list vets. So if they make an appearance, it's like an OG appearance. But there's A-listers of the right now who are getting all of the roles. Right. I think those are two separate categories. Right. That's true. That is true. But I just, I thought he was more, I still saw him more as a come up. I didn't really, mm. he, I feel like this film is what actually solidified him as, yeah, eh? as an A-lister. And it's crazy because they had such a hard time trying to get it greenlit. A lot of the white execs didn't want to get this movie made. So they had so such a hard time. Right? And look at that. And it was actually a black female executive at Warner Brothers that pushed to get this film made. 
Thank you, sis. Thanks, Black women. We always come to the rescue. Always got to fix everybody's mess. We always be coming to the rescue. (laughs) Like, seriously, the real superheroes, Black women. But yeah, I was just happy. So um, big up again, Daniel Kluwa. One day I'll be working with you, sir. I'm calling it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But like to bring it back into Canada, though, Mm. this past week... Our premier, Doug Ford, um, because I know, I don't know if you guys remember last week, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, we talked about the new lockdown restrictions Mm -hmm. and how they um, are um, getting, they're like dispatching police to whatever, pretty much babysit and manhandle the population. <laughs> of Ontario, oh, and the ghetto. Yeah, the ghetto. Mm-hmm. Seriously, and so that struck a lot of backlash. So Doug Ford came out with um, an apology today. He was in quarantine because apparently someone in his cabinet caught COVID, caught the bid. So he's quarantined for like two weeks. So he gave his little press conference from like his house or something. I don't know. Um, and he issued an apology essentially to the citizens of Ontario saying that they got it wrong, that this whole police um, um, blitz thing that they did was wrong. And he also kind of shed tears in the apology. Um, how do you feel about it? Douglas, um, I don't even know if that's his real name. <laughs> um so I appreciate your your crocodile tears. Thank you. I, I don't know what you want me to do with your white woman tears at this point, but that does not fix the problem. So I appreciate that you've acknowledged that there's an issue and that you guys made a mistake, but I need to know what you're going to do to fix it. Because all now I can't buy art supplies. So the crying's not really doing anything. My thing is, I appreciate the fact that he came out and apologized and i feel i feel like he was sincere if he had crocodile tears and if he wasn't genuine that's on him and you know what he'll have to answer that to that one day but i i feel like he was um sincere and i only i say that because i could just imagine like (laughs) how much weight is on this guy it's a lot to be in this position. And I feel like because he's getting pulled so many directions and also because why I feel I sympathize with him is because he's the first premier to really go through a pandemic like this. You know, he doesn't really have a blueprint to be like, okay, they've done this, this in the past. So this is what we can do. He's kind of shooting in the dark. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. he and and I and I feel for him in that sense. And a lot of us, I feel, are just kind of we're on this like hate Doug Ford, hate Doug Ford train. Which I'm not gonna lie, like I was pissed. Like I'm still annoyed at this this 
lock this current lockdown. I don't know if it's necessary or not. And it's, it's annoying that we're still going through it, especially when it feels like Canada is like the only country on the planet that's still in a lockdown. That's what it honestly feels like. Cause when you look at any, every other country, they're living their life as if COVID never existed. So I'm just like, what's going on? But I, lo- I have to be very careful what I say because of my employers. So I'll just say this. Um, I just feel that um, I, I feel like his apology was sincere. I do sympathize with him. I feel like people just need to just realize that he's a man that's doing this for the first time and he doesn't have a blueprint. You know, this is the first premiere that's leading through a pandemic like this. Because really, if any other premiere were to come in, do you think they would do any better? Let's be real with ourselves. I don't know. Damn, don't think don't think the other parties will do much better. So, what can you do? What can you do? What can you do? And especially when he's not an expert, he's not a medical expert. So he has to trust the medical experts. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. He has to trust what they're saying. And if they're saying they're if they're saying, oh, we project that there's going to be fifteen thousand cases a day. Well, as the premier, you're like, well, shoot, I wanted to get to 15,000 cases a day. So these are what the experts are saying. That's what I hired them to do. That's what they went to school for. So you kind of you kind of have to trust them. And I don't know. That's that's my take on it. So I don't think that he was disingenuous with his tears. I just don't. They're pointless. So I get that it probably just happened because of the amount of weight that's on his shoulders. I get that. And I appreciate, like I said, that he apologized and acknowledged that there was an issue. But for me, I need to see some action. Mm -hmm. Whether or not um, another premier would have done better in his role, we'll never know. But other countries certainly have. So what is it that they're doing that we're not? What is it that we're missing? They have vaccines. Then work on it, Dougie. That's not dog. So whoever needs to do it, do it. My thing is, I appreciate the apology. Well, he's another, a whole other conversation, but I like, like, I appreciate that you, your words. And I, it's not that I think that he's lying, but that doesn't help us get out of the situation that we're in. So this was a mistake and this is how we're going to fix it is more what I'm looking for versus this was a mistake. Somebody give me a hug. So right. I, I agree. It's a tough situation, but basically implementing martial law isn't going to help things. You are the premier of a free country. How could you think that people taking away people's rights and freedoms was going to bode well? Uh-huh. Like like telling people who live in Canada who are accustomed to coming and going as they please that hey, now you can't cross a city without being stopped by police and you thought that somehow we were just going to comply and we were just going to be okay with it? I'm sorry, you didn't think that went through. Yeah. You didn't. So I get that he, because he broke down at the part where he was saying that 
basically, you know, he hears like this, the sad stories of people who have lost friends and family from COVID, people who have lost jobs from COVID, whatever, whatever. And he's just trying to fix it, but taking more away from us that we, than we've, it, when we're in a position where we've already lost so much, yeah, isn't going to help. And I don't think somebody who is thinking clearly as a leader would have made that decision. I don't know who's influencing him because I'm sure Dougie's not there making decisions all by himself, but all of them missed the mark and all of them need to fix it. Yeah. That's just what I think. My thing is like, I get he, I guess he, I I get he probably has the final say, but he. Jehovah has the final say. Well, yeah. (laughs) Jesus has the final say. (laughs) Hallelujah. But he put people in his cabinet mm-hmm. that are specialized in certain areas to get the exactly. advice from. So exactly. Um like that new I don't know what her position was, but basically the the woman that made the announcement about mm-hmm. the police. She seemed uh, a little too excited for me. Did oh, she, she was very excited. She was she very a excited. Too excited. She seemed like you know that lady from um the Hunger Games? Mm. She seemed like, hey, some of you are going to die. Great. Like, yeah. she just seemed really, really excited to give that news. I didn't like yeah. her vibe. She was very excited for it. She was very excited for it. And because I, I remember a reporter asking her, oh, so, like, what's going to happen if, you know, the police stop someone and somebody doesn't want to give the police the information that they're asking? Like, somebody doesn't want to tell the police where they live or, or where they're going. And she was just like, well... If you don't do it, then you're considered breaking the law. And if you're breaking the law, you will get fined. I'm just like, so you're just going to overnight just tell people that they have to accept the police just stopping them randomly and asking them where they're going. And and they have to tell the police where they're going and where they live. And Mind your business. No. No. You had to accept, you had to expect a backlash for implementing a rule like that. There's only so much that people in a country like ours are going to take when their freedoms are taken away. There's only so much before people start to fight back. Right. And that's what happened. And that's why he had to come out and give that apology. And Canadians are pretty passive. Like we're pretty on a whole, like we, we kind of take trust the words of our the people in power for the most part so like we've been pretty compliant from what I can see like it's Mm -hmm. not perfect and it's never going to be a perfect science but we've done pretty well as a country yeah I would say with abiding by the rules so it's like we're out there being crazy and you know just being reckless but people need to be outside kids need to be outside People yeah. need to interact on some level socially. Mm-hmm. Those people out there who are having parties, y'all are the problem. Stop it. They're all in Brampton. Honestly, they're all in Brampton. <laughs> Not Brampton. No, but Brampton. it's... it's Guys, it's, get it together. It's, it's a lot of things. Like I feel like a lot of the things that people are blaming Doug Ford for, yes, some of it is valid, but valid. But also people need to remember some of a lot of it is out of his control. Like the fact that these new variants and stuff come into the country, that's not 
Doug Ford's fault. No, I would never blame him for that. Like he, he can't control that. No, it's not. But people are, people are, but because we have all these new variants, that's why they had another lockdown. That's why he decided to do a third lockdown. Mm -hmm. But had borders been closed to certain countries from before that people were pressing, you know, um, the federal government to do, maybe we wouldn't have had all these lockdowns. I mean, all these variants coming into the country. Now we America just, don't want us. How now America doesn't turn. want us, right? Now America doesn't want us. That's funny. They just um, locked down or stopped flights coming in from India Pakistan. and Pakistan. Yeah, It's already too late. Apparently, there's already the Pakistani variant in Ontario or the Indian Have variant. Have you seen some of the news reports? Like, prayers up. Honestly, they're having a hard time. And I saw some other it reports today. I saw some other reports today of Canada sending some aid to India. In we have to aid that. to give. You know what? You no, know, they need it. Take it at this point, because it's they're having a rough time. Honestly, I haven't been following the news over there. It is. It's not good. It is not good. They like, don't even have any oxygen right now. Like people like dropping like flies. Like flies. It's not good. Yeah, it's 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 bad. It's bad. It's bad. Um, but we lost our like one of the youngest people not too long ago. A little, I think she was twelve or thirteen, passed from COVID. Yeah, thirteen. But now it's even hitting the kids. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And like I said, like we said last week, at this point, it's I feel like it's only God that can stop this yeah in its tracks yeah i feel like it's it's coming like the bubonic plague at this point it really is or the spanish flu seriously yeah that's what it's coming like well those lasted it's funny because i was um what was i doing yesterday i think it was bible study somewhere i was listening to things about jesus and yeah i think it was Hmm. bible study um and we were talking about um, just like God's timing for certain things. And it's like, how long did Noah sit in the ark? You know what I mean? Like some of these things, we have to understand God's timing for certain things yeah, and work within his timing. So there is going to be famine. There is going to be times of struggling. There are going to be plagues it's it's uh, it's biblical yeah. but we have to know where we stand and just trust god to make the right decisions and psalms 91 yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no fear evil. no evil but seriously like i that's a that's a verse that or a chapter that people should just say over themselves honestly all the time um, put on your armor and yeah and just declare that no evil shall come near you or your family, your friends, and your friends. Yeah. But yeah, it's true what you said about God's timing. Because even on Sunday, I was listening to Pastor Stephen Furtick. And he was talking about how it always seems like God's timing is like so off. Like it always seems like his timing is just like the worst timing ever. And he gave the example of... Facts. It, right? Facts. That's what it seems like. Facts. And he gave the example of um, Lazarus. Lazarus when Jesus came like four days after the man was well and dead body corpse, you know, Rigor mortis, Rigor mortis, Magus already eaten out the man's eye socket. Like 
the man My. was well and gone. He Not was, tales from the crypt keeper. He was already partying it up in heaven <laughs> with the Holy Spirit and God, and then Jesus decides to arrive, and they're like, "Yo, Jesus, like the man's well and dead. It's expired four days ago." Wagwan, <laughs> but he and he came, and he just said, "Lazarus, come forth," and the man came forth. And he was alive and well, no rigor mortis, no maggots, no nothing. But like, why did he come so late? It seems like, why didn't you just come before like the man was well and expired? But it's because <laughs> God gets the bigger glory. God gets the glory once it's God gets the glory regardless, but it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like, wow. It's like, a, it, it becomes a huge miracle when you could see God do what seems like imp- the impossible exactly humans are visual so if it was something that just seemed like it was explainable we would never believe it but the fact that it is so unexplainable it has to be supernatural it has to be god and we're kind of dense so sometimes we have to do things that are so huge so that we see oh yes you're there there is a god yeah yeah and so i feel like that's what's gonna happen with this situation too like it's unfortunate like we don't want to see people passing away and suffering and businesses going down and all that stuff but god at the end of the day he's gonna get the glory we don't know how he's going to like end this virus we don't know what the outcome is gonna be but we just know that he's gonna get the glory from it at the end of the day and i just feel like a lot when all is said and done i feel like a lot of people will have a come to jesus moment mm-hmm. i think that's what it is though like i feel like every now and again god has to remind us hey get it together i'm here and you're not following my word do you think that this could be one of those times where it's just like we've strayed so far because i mean we're not in a great position and yeah. not everyone is a believer i understand that hey do do you boo boo but as a christian do you think that this could be one of those we (laughs) we really wouldn't know until it's done right but do you think it could be one of those moments i mean it's just mass death yeah what what else could it be like nobody nobody can really explain it so what else could it be if not god right and not to say like not to say that god caused it because i don't believe that god causes strifes or causes I would there say to he be allowed it. I would say he permitted it right because he has a plan. He already has a plan exactly. a way out of it. And he already has he already worked it out. He already saw the beginning from the end. So he knows what's gonna happen at the mm-hmm. end. But I would never say God caused it. This is not no. something that he caused. This is not something that he wants. I don't even feel he wants it, but certain he works with certain things exactly. that we often create or that the devil cr- influenced and mm-hmm. he worked it for our good and for his glory at the end of the day so yeah we just gotta hold on to faith man but honestly i feel like i feel like jesus is coming soon honestly and when i hear stuff like next thing on the docket <laughs> vaccine passports it sounds oh, a little Jehovah. it sounds a little and time-ish to me we're, i mean we're back, my, we're back i on might this word. i might we're back with end time-ish i might sound we're like a there. crazy <laughs> conspiracy theorist auntie but, 
a lot of these conspiracy theories that people were saying at the beginning of the pandemic and people were like, oh, you're mad, oh, you're crazy, a lot of them are (laughs) showing forth their head and coming true. So I don't know. I'm not saying it is end time. I'm not saying it is a sign of the times, although I do feel like we're living in the end times. However long, however long the period the end times is, I don't know. And the end time period could be another 100 years. I don't know. But I just feel like we've entered into the stage of the last of the end times. I don't know when Jesus will come back. But and the Bible says no man will know. But these pass these vaccine passports. <coughs> what do you think about them? They can keep that. Can you explain? Can, can you explain to the people what exactly it is? Isn't it just that? I don't know. I didn't read your link. Um, isn't it um, basically like proof that you've been vaccinated so you can move around? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like a separate passport, or maybe it's like a page in your passport. A part or of your passport. Yeah, that says you've been vaccinated. And so it's going to get to the point now where you can't travel unless you have, depending on the country, I'm, I'm pretty sure not all countries will go with the vaccine passport thing, unless this is something that the UN kind of forces like all the countries to do. Um, Didn't I tell you it was going to happen? And then you were like, no, no, no. <laughs> Jesus can stop it. I told you. Yes. No, but I, I, said I didn't want it to happen. But right. I, I had a feeling it was going to happen. I've been saying yeah. it from when I heard about the vaccine passports from like end of last year. I was saying, oh, I feel like this is something that could happen. But I didn't want it to happen. And I'm still saying, no, 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 Jesus, stop it. Because yeah. I don't want it to happen because I don't want to feel like my travel's restricted based off the fact if I get a vaccine or not. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want it to happen. But a lot, but it's it keeps getting more and more. Um, Did you also hear that about. it's affecting? women's fertility i'm not surprised and the fact that they're trying to encourage pregnant women to take this vaccine why when you don't even know how the vaccine will affect a pregnant woman people need to wake up wake up why are they encouraging why are they encouraging pregnant women to take these vaccines they don't and they can't tell you the effect of it because guess what you we are the, you are the guinea pig. You're the experiment. You're the experiment. No. They're gonna tell it. Then they're gonna try it on you and then collect their data. I've said from day one since these vaccines were rolled out, I am not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not against vaccines. I was obviously vaccinated when I was a child. However, I want to see what happens later on down the road. Right. So two, three, four, five years from now, let's see what happens. Everybody still have their limbs. Can they still procreate? All those things, fine. If everybody's okay, I don't have a problem with it. But until then, I am in no rush for Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, or Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. You guys, stay in your lane. Bill Gates confuses me. I'm a little iffy about him. I've watched some of his interviews, and I just feel like he's lying um, but I've seen a couple different videos now where a lot of women are saying that, that just their cycle is irregular and some of them haven't even taken the vaccine. They're just around a lot of people who have taken it, Interesting. which is really scary. Cause suppose like 
your parents are a senior and you are seniors and you still live at home and they take it, you don't take it, but you're around them. And now all of a sudden it's affecting your cycle. And you know how sensitive a woman's cycle can be. Yeah. There's nothing else that's throwing it off. It must be the vaccine. Listen, I don't know. And especially for someone like me that wants to have children, that makes me even more skeptical to take the vaccine because, because of that. There's no studies if out there. I was older, there. If I had my kids, I wouldn't care, but I don't like, right. I don't want children. So that if is I a had, concern for me. Exactly. If I had my children, I would probably be less skeptical about it because it I, already have, I already have my, I already have my children. So, yeah. but for the women that have not had their children and want to have children, I would just, I would be very careful, very cautious to take that vaccine because like you said, we don't know how it affects fertility. And and who's to say that that you take it and then you're struggling to have kids and not these people can't can't say like they can easily say, Oh, it's not because of the vaccine, it's not because of the vaccine. Because well, we wouldn't no, know. Exactly. We wouldn't know because there's no data out right now. So that's why they're trying to get people that are pregnant and people you know that have exactly so that's how they're collecting their data that's and that's just what i've been saying i'm not gonna until you know what the effects that this could potentially have i'm not interested in taking it and again i am not this is not this is not written in stone for anybody who's listening you guys do what is right for you we may sound like crazy people and that's fine but just do your research because there's a lot of different things that are coming out that i think people should pay attention to to make an informed decision that's all i'm saying is if if this is something that's gonna affect my body i want to make sure that i'm making the right choice for me Mm -hmm. exactly and like you said it's not like we're anti-vaxxers because we've all had vaccines we all taken our vaccines if i were to go to ghana today i would have to take the yellow fever shot vaccine but the difference between a lot of those vaccines is they've been around for a while they've had data on it we can do our research to see what is you know what's exactly in it side effects how it's affected this 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 but this vaccine because it's a new vaccine there's still the data we're finding out in real time we're not reading it about it in books we're finding it out in real time when people are coming out in news news reports with blood clots and all this i think it's it's been around for a bit actually I don't know exactly when, but I think it's been out for a bit. I just don't know how much testing has been done. It's I don't probably, know it's how long a, a bit is. Like, it's been around for, like, it's, like, because some people are under the, the misconception that these vaccines actually came out in 2020. I, I, I'm pretty sure they're working on them before that, but I don't right. know how long before, and I don't know, because obviously there was no pandemic, so I don't know how much you could really test prior to that. So that's now it's, like, it's in the testing stage is what I think. That's what it feel, seems like, because that's what I've heard, too. That's what I've, I've heard doctors say, that it's not the, the technology that's in this vaccine isn't new. It's not like something they just developed in the past right, year. They've right. been working on it. But like you said, there hasn't been any testing because there was, I guess there wasn't really a need to be injecting a lot of pe- people with these vaccines before. Now that we have the pandemic, now they're injecting everybody with the vaccines and now like you said it's like kind of the testing period to see okay this how does this vaccine react to certain things 
So the only thing that really scared me was the fertility thing. And that's something that's near and dear to my heart. And I've always taken care of my body for that reason. So I could carry children Mm -hmm. and I would hate to have put so much effort into making sure that I'm healthy Mm -hmm. for when that time comes for it to be taken away from me. You know what I mean? Or have an extra struggle because exactly when I didn't need to. Right. Exactly. The fertility thing is a, is a, is a major thing. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like we said, this is just our viewpoints on it. Y'all going to do what you want to do anyways. It's your body at the your end body, of the day. Your body, your choice. So, but yeah, the vaccine, the vaccine passports were like I was saying. Um, Trudeau was talking about how it's inevitable that Canada will have the vaccine passports when the borders open. Yeah. I'm not here for it. I feel like this is something that they should end time-ish. vote on. <laughs> It sounds end time-ish, but I just feel like this is something they should take a poll or vote on. But then, yeah. it, but they're they're not going to do that. Um, right, we're approaching an hour. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah, I have. A, would you ever um go on a space mission to <laughs> for space? why? Why not? No, you would not want to explore what space looks like. I don't think so. You can send me a postcard. I definitely would. I knew you would be the one to be like, yeah, me first. (laughs) I wouldn't say me first because it's like the vaccine. (laughs) And send a couple of people up there first and see how they, how they are. Well, I'm pretty sure the astronauts did that already. (laughs) But like send the civilians, the regular civilians that want to go. And the normies out? Yeah. Um, but I would definitely go. It's just, they're just, it's just spaceship that orbits the earth for a couple days. So I think that's cool. Oh, you're not like going to the moon or a different planet or anything? No. Oh. Mm. It's just like different then. Cause that takes a really long time. Yeah, no, no, no. It's cause it, I was reading it. Um, at first I thought it was like a space mission to Mars, which would take a couple years. Um, yeah, that's to get there um but no this one just like it's they said it's either a two or a four day trip and it just oh okay that's yeah. not so bad yeah and you just orbit the earth for those um two or four days and it's cool because you can you can see what the earth looks like from you know mm-hmm. from outer space and you can look into outer space and all of it i think that would be so cool i think that'd be I so mean, cool i don't even like driving to toronto so We'll think about it, but Shame. it's not as bad as I thought it originally was. I think that would be so cool. I'm 100% down. So Elon Musk, if you ever do hear this, sponsor me. Thanks. Next, um, <laughs> Kim K. Um, this should be quick, but Kim K. is rumored to be dating Van Jones. You guys, I'm pretty sure you guys all know who Van Jones is, that CNN black reporter, the bald head guy with the glasses that, you know, catches flack for a lot of different things that he says. And cries when black people win. Right. Um, it's very emotional. It's cute. A lot of people think that she's, you know, doing it for the advancement of her political. And- is Van really that dumb? I don't know. I feel like it's a weird, like everybody's focusing on her and her move, but I think that's a weird move for Van. No? I don't know. I guess the verdict is still out on that. I mean, (sighs) she physically has a type, but those are two very, very different men. Mm -hmm. 
both successful but in completely different arenas yeah um but she seems to really want this whole law thing Mm -hmm. so it kind of makes sense but i would see a lawyer though so apparently where she is 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 studying quote unquote um you can achieve but is your degree but is van jones a lawyer no he's like a political analyst so then but they've worked together on projects to get because her main thing i don't know if she really wants to be a lawyer or more of like a legal advocate right because she seems to have found her niche in studying these cases of like wrongful imprisonment and doing her her best to get people out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she has like you have to give right where right is due she's really been working on it and she's had some success yeah so she seems to have found her niche in 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 this line of work and i mean if she's going to be getting people i don't even care what color they are black white purple blue out of jail who don't deserve to be there sis do your thing right like right. you have my support 100 percent. but one van's kind of an, an odd choice two and especially for van because there's been a lot of pushback on him for loving black people but dating white women because his ex-wife mm-hmm. was white and i remember somebody asked him like do you know that black people don't trust you <laughs> 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 which is true it's kind of in the back of our minds like so why aren't you married to a sister then right but i mean it's their own choice so i don't know if if that career-wise and the way that he's viewed in the public eye going being with kim would be a right move for him Mm. um but yeah i i need to see more data to see if that's first of all even true before we start analyzing it yeah that would definitely be interesting but maybe because at her age they're the available single successful black men because we all know she wants a black man available single successful black men in that age group is limited you know because she can't date lebron she can't she can't date diddy well she probably could but i don't i don't think diddy would date her but then again i have no clue but van jones would definitely change her image um and kind of adult her it would it would definitely elevate her status politically um and yeah so she's been viewed as this i don't want to say airhead but kind of um who's kind of just into her looks and and the exterior and you know what i mean um so being with somebody as intelligent as van would definitely change our views but I just like, what would they talk about? Like, is she really on his level? I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue, honestly. She still talks like Kim. So. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's an interesting choice. But yeah. Hey, Van they Jones, like it. I love it. Nobody's putting a gun to Van Jones' head. So if he decides to date her, that's on him as well. And whatever it is whatever next but like that's interesting with the you know people getting at van jones for dating white women um or marrying a white woman because dr umar johnson he was on the breakfast club on yesterday this one was spicy and he is of the elk is that even a term 
He's mm-hmm. of the elk that um, black, he's totally against interracial relationships. Well, he's against interracial relationships um, that are um, concerning black people. He feels that marriage is um, interracial marriage. He feels that marriage is more of like to do with economic power. Um, And that when a black person or a black man marries outside of his race, that he's kind of giving some of his economic power to a non-black woman. And he gave the example of, because I was listening more to the interview, um, he kind of gave the example of, he said, well, you know, statistically, women live longer than men. So when a man, when a man dies, a husband dies, the wife um, essentially has control of all the assets and all da, 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 da. and she has control of where his assets and all that stuff goes. And more than likely, if it's a non-Black woman, then she will, you know, take essentially take the assets from this black man and more than likely pour it back into her, her own community, um, whether it be white community, Asian community, whatever, whatever. And he just feels like there's already not enough um, black men for the amount of black women. He said there's one in four black women that will, you know, get married in the United States. Um, and there's already not enough, the ratio of black men to black women is already low. So you're making it even harder for a black woman to, that wants to marry a black man um, by dating outside of your race. So that, all these things he was just saying, you know, and he was making a lot of good points. Um, but because it's Dr. Umar Johnson, I feel like a lot of people just don't take him seriously. What did you think of it? I took him very seriously. Um, I didn't like him coming for Naomi Osaka, but so I agree with him on a lot of points, but not for the same reasons. Mm. So to say that marriage is only financial as a Christian, I certainly can't, I can't cat daddy with that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to it than just the financial part of it. Um, but there is definitely truth because at one point he was saying like, you would never see a rich black woman with a poor, a rich white woman with a poor black man. Mm. He has nothing to offer her financially. Right. And it's, it's an age old problem of when black men quote unquote, make it all of a sudden you see them with a white woman. Right. That's mm-hmm. no surprise to us. So the way that he explains it, while sounds very angry, makes a lot of sense if you just listen to his words. Right. Whether or not I am against interracial marriage. Now, I don't have a problem with interracial dating. I just love Black love. Mm-hmm. That's just me. And that's not something that has to do with a particular race or anything it's just my preference i've just always loved black men it's yeah. just what it is my daddy's a black man my brother's a black man they've been who you know the the main figures in my life my whole life mm-hmm. i that's just who i identify best with um 
so to say that how do I put this without sounding like a jerk? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I just, it's not, it's not a problem for me. Cause I don't want, I don't want, cause I know that there may be not all black people listening. So I don't want to offend anybody. Like I can say offensive things when it's like off color or it's not something serious, but it's such a touchy subject. I don't want to like, yeah. you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. Cause it's not where I'm coming from. And I have a lot of, friends that are white mm-hmm. so mad when I hear like white people say I have black friends but like it's true like I have white friends yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah I don't want them to be offended by what I'm saying right mm-hmm. um so in that sense it's not that I have an issue with interracial relationships it's just that as for me in my house that's not my ministry I like people who look like me right and if it is for financial gain, um, oh wow, that is an aggressive ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. That? It was very. It's the phone's like right here. Don't go it. Um. So yeah, if it, it is, if it is for a financial, financial stability, then I kind of do have a problem because it totally makes sense that now all of a sudden we've had a black man who's made it, mm-hmm. and then yeah he's going to be kind of like the the basketball coach first ever basketball coach that we were talking about last time right he's you know he has this white wife and these white children or half white children mm-hmm. who um more than likely will now live that that lifestyle of the upper echelon mm-hmm and forget about the black people who are still trying to make it. So mm-hmm. I get what he's saying in that sense. What do you think? Um, I I get what he was saying in that sense as well. When he's and when he's coming from the economic perspective, I don't think he was saying that marriage is just about economic advantage, which I don't agree to either. But a lot of it is. And he, another example he gave was, for example, when people get divorced. Um, people don't say, um, I want like half of my love back. It's always about some assets, you know, it's always about finances, half of half the house, half the car, whatever, half the money that they made the business. There's there's a lot of assets that are a big part of a divorce. Yes. There's other tangible, right? So you can't ask for it back. No, I know. But he was saying he was just, it was, it was the way he said it was kind of dumb, but he was just saying (laughs) that, um, (laughs) he was just saying that the financial part, the, um, the assets part is usually a big part Mm -hmm. in divorce settling, you know? Right. Um, and then obviously the children as well, if they're, there's children, but the economic part is true. Cause you know, if, if you're looking at it from an economic standpoint, if you have an interracial, interracial relationship and, um, you know, more than, I just think that it's, I don't know. I get what he was saying. I get what he was saying. And the example you gave about if, for example, if it's a white woman and, uh, when, you know what? I don't know. 
I don't know. Now that I'm talking about it and thinking about it, it's kind of it's hard to say. I I I don't know. I I get where he's coming from, and maybe from an American perspective, it's slightly different from a Canadian perspective. But I get what he's he's saying. How he feels that when you date, have an interracial marriage, you're you're kind of taken away from building up the black economics, um, because the money can go towards the wife and or the wife's family, and if if the wife is white or non-black, or the the man or the man's family if he's non-black, and it just takes away from adding to black i don't know quote unquote black power megan bagged harry and i'm pretty sure some of those royal ducats are coming our way so that too uh, it's, it's you one know, of those things that are case go, by case it can go either or exactly that's a good point it can go either or because megan and harry is a good example harry's a white man megan's a black woman you know well she's a mixed woman um, so her, ki- their kids are going to have s- some black in them. If their kids decide to marry black kids, um, you know, then that's kind of like money funneling down that will go towards of royal blood, yeah. of royal blood that will go towards, you know, um, our community our- or Megan and Harry themselves. Like who knows what initiatives Harry has, but it seems to me that he really loves black people um so who knows like what he can do for our community like not that i'm expecting him to but right yeah i can it can go either way but i get where he was coming from i get where he was coming from but i just feel because people are just like oh dr umar is so extreme people think that he's like people call him like a black nazi because they just think he's so extreme he's he's just very pro black passionate he just loves us he That's loves it. us. There's certain there's certain things that he said. Like again, coming back to the Naomi thing, because I I didn't like that, and I appreciate Charlemagne for 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 um, protecting her or whatever, or like standing up for her, because he's basically he's basically putting like the whole weight of Haiti on Naomi's shoulders, and it's just like you can't expect this amazing tennis player to hold the fate of an entire country in her hands. That's right. not her responsibility, right? Because she's she's representing um, Japan, I think, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah in the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, "Why isn't she representing Haiti?" I'm not mm. even sure if Haiti has a tennis team, but besides the point. Yes, she is. Like he's basically saying she's not half and half. She is black. Mm. And first, Naomi's been very vocal about being Haitian, mm-hmm. very vocal, right? But to say that it depends on her alone to start basically a revolution or the change in Haiti is really unfair. Right. And to put that responsibility on her as an athlete, I don't think is fair, especially right. since it's not like she's ever hidden or shied away from saying she's Haitian. She has corrected a lot of people. And she stands. She stood for a lot of black initiatives. Mm-hmm. So to to kind of say like, if she represented Haiti, that would change the course of the way Haiti's moving right now. I don't agree with that. Number one, it's sports, mm-hmm. and number two, she has a right to represent the country she was born in. Right. Especially since her mother is Japanese. Right. 
So even though you're black, you don't get to, or you don't have to ignore the other part of you just because you are loyal to another part of you, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So she doesn't have to not be Japanese just because she's loyal to Haiti. She can be both. Right. I don't think it's fair to say, and she was born in Japan. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's fair to say that she's disloyal to Haiti and the black community just because she's representing where her mother's from. Right. And where she was For, born. Exactly. If I was to date or marry into another race and they were to tell me, well, I'm the dominant race. So your race is now discounted. Nobody wants to, my kids are not going to learn about that race. I'd be upset. Yeah, of course. It's her mother. So I think she's well within her rights to represent Japan if she wants, and I don't feel like she's any less black or any less loyal to our community in doing so. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I feel like a lot of, um, yeah, I I I feel like a lot of obviously mixed people would be upset with what Dr. Umar said. Because Angela Angela Yee today on The Breakfast Club, um, she was just like, yeah, if it wasn't for mixed um, interracial marriage, I wouldn't be here, which is true. Um, But I get what he's saying. Like, I get both sides of the argument. I get both sides of the argument. But you need need somebody. You need what? I was going to say you need somebody like a Dr. Umar. Um, to kind of balance out and kind of, you know, be that driving, some driving force for like you black need the economics. You do, you, you need do. the extremists to sometimes remind us, okay, you're being a little too lax. Extremists and to sometimes push some of these initiatives that wouldn't otherwise be changed. pushed. Right. But it was funny because at one point of his, um, his interview, he was saying like, I can't remember. I think he said he's a black nationalist or something like that. Basically saying like once it's like that one drop rule. Once you're, you know, you have a drop of black in you, he considers you black. In my head, I was thinking, I was like, but black people are the first ones to point out when you're mixed with something. It's not the white people who tell you that you're mixed. It's the black people. (laughs) So we're the, we're the ones who actually create the divides among ourselves. I remember like growing up. It depends. It depends on the mixed person. It depends because black people up, will say Barack Obama. Barack Obama is black. It depends on your status, but like I remember being a kid and like so. If you know what my family looks like, it's a Kalalu pot of like everybody looks different, right? And I remember just being in places, and I'm the darkest. I have the kinkiest hair. I accepted that I was black. That's just mm-hmm. what I was, right? But then I would go to like even to church or whatever. And everyone would remind me, hey, actually, you have a sprinkle of this or you have a sprinkle of that. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. but who asked you, though? And I would get into serious arguments with people and almost like I had to prove that I was black yeah. and it was fully black. And it, it was just that the oddest, con- like the weirdest conversation to have looking at somebody who looks like me. Yeah, yeah. But it was never white people who questioned me being black. It was always my fellow black people. So because you, think- look, you look black to white people. I am black. What do you mean? I mean, like, they can't tell. They can't tell. But it shouldn't matter. 
it's almost like sometimes I feel like I have to say I identify with being black, which is the <laughs> stupidest thing. But I feel like I have to say that because my own people are the ones who notice those nuances when it really shouldn't matter. Right. So I kind of agree to a sense in what he's saying when he says like once you have that one drop that's what you are because to the rest of the world that's what you are right. we're the ones who create our own divides and our own barriers and our own differences for whatever strange reason right. but i just wish we would get rid of that yeah like the colorism amongst ourselves is so annoying mm-hmm. no i agree i agree that's but yeah, guys, um, you guys should listen to that episode of, of The Breakfast Club. It was actually a very good conversation with Dr. Umar. He talked about a lot of different things. He talked about, um, oh, he talked about another part, another thing, which... Wasn't he attacking um, Moneybag Joe? Biden? <laughs> yeah. He was saying how... He was upset about it with him. Well, actually, saying- when Dr. Umar speaks, I don't really know if he's upset or if that's just his tone. He was saying how um, he didn't understand how um, Biden could pass a Asian uh, stop Asian hate bill, um, which they just passed apparently this past Monday, faster than they can pass the George the George Ford Policing Act, and he's like, it doesn't make any sense because. Asian people in this country have been experiencing, I'm pretty sure it's been longer, but he said Asian people in this country have been experiencing hate only for the past year because of COVID-19 and all that stuff. Whereas black people have been experiencing hate for the past 400 years, but yet they can get a bill passed just like that. And black people still can't get a bill passed for them. And he was just going on a, a whole bunch of it was actually, I shouldn't say a whole bunch. Like, it was actually a good conversation. He, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a solid, he brought some solid points up. So you guys should watch or yeah, watch. It's up on YouTube or listen to the, to that episode with him. Um, he brought up a lot of, a lot of good points and yeah, I like listening to people like him. Um, I like listening to different perspectives, For but sure. yeah. That was that was that. So that was today's episode, guys. We're already over an hour. Gotta wrap this up because I'm not trying to have it too long, you know, people's attention span and all that stuff and all that stuff. And I got stuff. laundry to fold. So there's that. Yeah, and I have things to do. So <laughs> um thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Kickoff Podcast. And uh yeah, we'll see you guys next week yes we will thank you so much for listening bye um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> how you just gonna cut me off like that <laughs> no but for real thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week as always love peace and afro grace later big up to my brother blessing sons and daughters We are looking for the answers We in search of living water Too blind to see the Messiah